Hi, everyone. I'm so happy you've tuned into the show. Whether you have listened before or you're brand new, I'm so grateful for you. You have no idea. And this episode is brought to you by my Become Aligned course. And podcasts are amazing. And I know that you know that because you guys all listen to them. And I do too. And sometimes they are not necessarily enough because while we're listening, sometimes we're passively listening and we're not actively listening. So the reason that Chris and I, Chris is my husband, the reason we've created this course is because we get asked so many questions outside of the podcast on how we started living the life that we live now, a life of happiness, of abundance, of really understanding that life is always full of problems every single day, but there's always a solution. And how do we shift back into a mindset that's going to keep us happy, keep us together, keep us successful, and keep us in thriving relationships. And that is what our Become Aligned course is about. Because we cover everything from mindset to the rituals that we do every single day. We talk about different energy sources that's really going to provide you with lasting energy. We talk about your purpose and what that actually means, what it is, and how it's ever-changing. We're going to tap into your beliefs. We're going to show you how to to build a tribe to support where you're going. And we're definitely going to talk about wealth, abundance, money, all of the good things and how to sustain all of this. Because while, like I said, podcasts are absolutely awesome, you don't necessarily sit down and actually write out a plan for yourself. Because as much as I can sit here and tell you on the podcast what we do and how much, how many different people that I can interview, it's important that you actually learn how to apply these things in your own life. So if you've been listening for a while and you are ready to go deep and you really want to get some direct training and be able to dive into your life and yourself and your mindset, this is the course for you. I don't know about you, but I absolutely have points in my life where I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes I hit walls where I don't necessarily feel happy anymore and I haven't sat with myself long enough. I haven't really let myself think. I haven't written out how I actually feel. And so many people who took this course said that it was completely life-changing and they revealed a lot of things about themselves, about them about their lives, about their relationships that they weren't really looking at or they were avoiding. And it's about having those tough conversations, not only with other people, but really with yourself and knowing that you have the tools and the access to the tools. And we're going to teach you all of the tools that you need, not only to move through things, but to actually thrive on the other side. So you guys, I would love for you to join the Aligned community. It's such a special group of human beings and you get lifetime access. This is nine different modules where you're going to be working through each area of your life at your own pace. So you might need something on abundance. You might need more on you know money. You might need more on your purpose, on your tribe. This is where you can really go deep on exactly what you need and make sure that you're not missing any of your blind spots if you are feeling stuck or if you are wondering how everyone is doing it and how they're managing it all. This is a truly honest course about how to have a thriving life and manage and deal with all of the different problems that do come up in your life and understand that not everyone is going to support you and not everyone is for you and you are not for everyone. And that's 
okay. It's finding your people. It's forgiving yourself. It's creating a life of abundance and choosing your own purpose and your happiness. So you guys, you can go to becomealigned.com. That's becomealigned.com. And you guys know that because you're listeners, I'm going to give you an awesome deal and an awesome discount. And I cannot wait to see you in that community. And also let me know if you join because it is such an awesome, awesome uh, community. And also I'm really proud of this course. Chris and I poured our heart and our soul into this. Everything that we've done, everything that we've learned, we've invested so much into ourselves that this is everything that we have applied in our lives. And if you want to know how we've done it, we put it all on the table. We've put it all in this course. So if you want to know, go check it out at becomealigned.com. So let's get into the show. People don't do anything when they feel pointed at, attacked, criticized. So it's like, if you want to reach your goal, then behave in such a way that you're likely to get people to cooperate. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the show. My next guest has a plethora, a bucket of talents that she has cultivated. I don't even know what to talk about first. Not sure if I should talk about her dance moves, her high kicks, her ability to completely shift and educate people to reach their highest potential or her complete business savvy or her epic dance moves and her account on TikTok. Guys, for real, my guest is the New York Times bestselling author of Push, Shalene Johnson. She is a lifestyle and business expert, motivational speaker, and a podcast host. She and Brett, her husband of over 20 years, are the founders of the Smart Life Movement. Today with her husband, Shalene runs a fun-loving, collaborative team focused on helping others live a healthier, more simplified life through their online academies, membership sites, and live sold-out seminars. There is no question why her events sell out. I have watched her speak. I have been in her presence. She is pure fire and she will light your soul on fire with education and truth. Shalene, with the help of top dietitians, doctors, researchers, and experts, founded the 131 Method, which is a nutritional coaching program that's turning the diet industry upside down. Her new book, The 131 Method, just came out in April 2019. She hosts two top-ranked podcasts. I have listened to these podcasts so many times. One is The Shalene Show and the other is Build Your Tribe. Huffington Post recognized Shalene as one of the top 50 female entrepreneurs to watch. If she's not in your realm yet, if you have not checked her out, you definitely need to. 
Her energy is through the roof and she's so inspiring. Did I mention I'm mildly obsessed with her closet and her clothing? So inspiring, you guys. Okay. (laughs) With all of these things said, I want to remind you that The Bliss Project is the very last weekend in March. And this is going to be the most epic weekend of your year. You're not going to want to miss it. We are putting so many details into this Bliss Project. And this is the place to actually connect in person with your tribe and get your questions answered. So... I am making sure it's not just an event. You don't just go sit in your chairs. Although that might seem a little less scary. If you want real change, you need to be connecting with people. You need to do the work. You need to have the immersive experience. This is the most immersive weekend that you will be able to find while connecting with your tribe. If that freaks you out, it is exactly where you need to be. Trust me, I make sure that you feel safe and that you are in a loving environment, non-judgmental, and that this can be the place where you try on this next level version of yourself and let go of what's holding you back. I know you want to let go. I know you don't want to live another year in the way that you're feeling right now. So let's come and do it together. We're all coming. We're all the same. That's going to be the best part that you realize within the first hour of connecting with people that we are all the same. Our problems are not that special, truly. It's time to let them go so that you can become the highest version of yourself. So I can't wait to see you there. That is in sunny California. I know a lot of you are in cold areas, so I'm just going to lure you with that. I'm going to lure you with a vacation at the Ritz-Carlton on the water in California. Can you say amazing photos? That's all I'm saying. Soul filling. All right, let's get started. Jalene, I am so excited to finally have you on the show. I know. We've had quite a a tumultuous (laughs) time trying to get together to make this happen. But I'm happy because it always gives us a chance to connect. Yeah, this is great. It's like, I'm like, oh, when it finally happens, I'm like, well, it's divine that it's happening now. So it's perfect. It's been happening for the two of us. We just haven't been able to air them. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've been talking to you on your podcast for years. So I feel like, you know, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, it's so crazy. Like, you know, you have those one-way relationships with people and you you like actually get to meet them and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, that's right. You're meeting me for the first time. Or, okay. <laughs> totally. It's so weird when that happens too. Because you look at that person like they must recognize me. And you kind of like, uh-huh. oh. but you're like, oh, wait, they, they have no idea who I am. Yes, so totally. Funny. <laughs> so you are you're one of those people who I just wrote down a slew of different topics because um there's not going to be enough podcasting time for me to just really uh go down all of the different areas that you've built and all the things that you've done. Um and I think you know people forget just that you know you started with the foundation and you added and then you built something else and then you added some more and I think that that part of the journey is important to hear. I just would love for you to just kind of uh talk about what was foundational for you? And how did you start adding all of the different pieces? What a cool question. Yeah, foundational for me. I don't think I've ever been asked that question before, but I love it. A foundational for me was having a problem and solving it. And then mm. realizing that could be a business. And um, that, that's the, the through line of my life. Usually the problem... Sometimes like in my early career, it was like really basic things. Like yeah. just convenience things. Like trying to sell. My first business was... Uh, created to make it easier 
for private owners to sell their own vehicles. And mm-hmm. I was just solving my own problem. That's how I was making money through college, just flipping cars. And then the next problem was I wanted to teach group fitness classes, just keep myself busy as a paralegal. And I realized like, when you go through the process of having to create the choreography and the music and the routines and the, and show up there early and practice and rehearse and the, the cues and all those things, like I'm making less than minimum wages. It's got to be an easier way. This mm. is a problem. I solved that by creating a pre-designed workout program. Mm-hmm. And that, those have, you know, that's always been my through line is like whatever the challenge is that I, I need a solution. If, if there isn't one that works for me, I'll create it and share it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's my foundation. And I let it, I let it guide me, it and my belief in God mm-hmm. and uh, fulfilling his purpose to, to guide whatever comes next. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I've never actually gotten to like put that into my words for my story too, but right down to like fitness and then solving a problem and starting an online community and being like, wait, this is no longer working. Um, and that's something I so... Or like now it's on to the next problem. If this one, you know, I'm not making enough money or now I'm exhausted and this isn't worth my time. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck in life in general, whether it's in business or whether it's in relationships where that point where something is no longer working, but it doesn't seem right to either let it go or we feel like we owe it to our clients or we feel like we have to carry this person with us because we were with them for a certain period in life. How did you start to be able to pivot, maybe detach from people you needed to detach from without feeling guilt? Because I think that's a huge thing for especially women. Mm-hmm. Guilt and also second guessing yourself. Like, if I step in this direction, am I turning my back on something yes. that's a sure thing for something that's an unsure thing? If I step in this direction, is it the right direction or should I go harder in this direction? And I'm like, just doesn't feel like it's fulfilling me. Yes. And um, that is a, a difficult question to answer, but I think the best way to do it is that you never dive in. You just dip your toe in. Like I'm still standing on the platform of whatever it was I was doing last and speaking to our listener. Like you're, you're where you are right now and you have this thought you might want to do this other thing. Don't mm-hmm. dive in. I know that's what all, you know, every motivational speaker tells you. Like dive in, go for it. <laughs> nah, just dip your toe in and see if that water is too cold, too hot. And then maybe you can, you know, sit down on the edge and let yourself get wet up until the knees. And then you're... You know, maybe floating in the water before you actually dive in. So mm-hmm. nothing is permanent. Everything that we want to try, there's a way out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. a way out, and and nothing. Everything can just be like a let. Just try this on. Mm-hmm. What about for I? That couldn't be better advice. Like that's totally the only thing that's gotten to me where I am. I'm like, okay, well. We could just we could play with this for a little bit. Yeah, yeah we're just gonna try it on. Um, and believe me, there's a lot of stuff I was like, oh, that's not a fit. <laughs> Never right. gonna be able to complete Amen. that one because I don't care about it anymore. So. Amen. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. What about with uh, relationships that aren't? You know, I, I think whether we have someone in our life from our past that we, you know, maybe we went through something with them and it just no longer, the energy is no longer there. We can't feel like we can carry them anymore or it's just not, it's not working on our, on our end and we know it and we know it's supposed to end. Yeah. Yeah. Two personal examples come to mind for me. One, but I want to start by saying what I, I know today is that I don't rarely, rarely, 
in in like less than a fraction of 1% of the situations? Do you need to sit down and have a quote confrontation with someone Mm. or to declare publicly or even to that person how you feel about the relationship? It's more so conversations to yourself. Mm. Um, Because I, I just don't, I usually, what do we want from that? Like when you sit down and tell someone like, we're different now. And I've evolved and you haven't. Like, what's going to come from that? Like, they're going to go, you're right. You're so evolved. I'm over here unwoke. Like, it just, no one ever, that doesn't work. And it doesn't make any sense. And they say, people say, I'm doing that for closure. No, you're you're doing that because you're hoping to get an apology or Mm. you're right or, you know, someone to come to their senses, but they never will in that Mm. moment because that's why you're in that moment. In that moment, I think of one of my very closest friends. Uh, She was, She's been in my life for over 28 years. And we went through a patch oh, about four or five years ago where I started getting in my head like, hmm, let's see. Yep, look at that. I'm the one who sends the first text message every time. Hmm. I keep inviting her to these things. And I don't even like the way that she's declining the invitation. It sounds kind of rude. She, she's not being very friendly. When I'm around her, she's kind of being catty towards me or like, you know, the joke's on me. I'm like, I, I don't like this energy. And I kept like really making a big deal about it in my own head. We're not mm-hmm. spending any time together. And in my head, I like I felt like I wanted to sit down with her and say, you know, we were once best friends and we're not now. And that's cool. But I thought, why do I need to have that conversation? What is it I would want if mm-hmm. I had that conversation? I would want... What, if I'm being honest, it would be for selfish reasons so that she would say, you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the one who's been wrong. And, and I just realized, no, what I really want is I'd love to be able to have this relationship um, continue and maybe it will look different. And that's, I just prayed on it and said, yeah, it, it just will look different, but I will still have love in her. I just have to accept that, like, it's not the folder that's right in the front of my BFF file, yes. but it's like maybe one back, you yeah. know? And then that's how I decided to look at it. And we're, we're back to where we'll never be like where we once were because we were like in our 20s. Right. And, but we're really, really tight now. And I recognize now that mm-hmm. so much of that was. Our kids are at different stages. So when I was unavailable, she was available. And now she's super duper busy and I'm more available. So it's, it heightens those things. But I'm so glad I never sat down and had that conversation because the relationship has just changed. Hmm. The only time it, what I haven't done that is when there was a, a friend I'd had for many, many years, but it was a relationship where I was taking care of her hmm. for me. You know, so it's like a wounded bird and you like to feel like you're altruistic and like your mother Teresa and, you know, <laughs> paying off her debt and paying off her mother's debt. And, and now there's a car accident and now there's this and now she needs this job and, you know, all these things like rushing in. And I taught her that that's what our relationship looked like. Mm. And it's, I had to be honest and realize it was serving me. And then I had to have a conversation with her not to change her so that she could help keep me accountable. And I really had to be honest with her and say, this is what I'm doing. And it's taking a toll on my own life because if I'm fixing whatever was going on with you, I don't have to deal with my own stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair to my kids, not fair to my husband. And I'm doing it for really selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to take a little break because I, I need to detox my... I have to, I have to change this about myself because it's not helping you. Yeah, like You're capable of doing all of these things. So... I'm not helping you by like, you know, wait, like basically every day I would wake up and go like, oh, I want not, I look at it now in retrospect and realize I was excited to find out what her latest drama trauma would be. So mm-hmm. I could rush in with a cape on. Wow. 
And so it was just being honest and we took a little break and I've never quite come back. I've been open. We were open and connect with each other from time to time. It's just, you know, I, I, I'm not that person anymore. And I think maybe she's not that person anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's so interesting from, from case to case, like knowing how to, you're, you're never going to be able to apply almost like that same rule to every single relationship. You have to kind of like sit at it and see like, what am I going to do? I here? just don't think you, I mean, it's a very rare circumstance where you need to sit down with someone. And yeah. I think the rule of thumb there is you have to sit down with someone if, if you're taking ownership for what you've done. Never right. sit down with someone hoping that they're going to take ownership for what they've done because you're going oh my God. very disappointed. <laughs> that is going to flip on you so fast. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's literally like, oh, I have been in those conversations that make you learn really quick what you just did. And you're like, oh, I totally did this wrong. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, we're going yeah. to figure it out on the next one. Okay. So you and I had chatted just for a second briefly uh, before this. And I was just discussing different topics I would love to hear you talk about and you know what something that you're passionate about. And I'm so passionate about talking about it right now also is communication. Um, mm. because I think that whether it is um, your friendships, your romantic relationships, your team, or your business. I think communication is going to be like that foundation of everything, of mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. A lot of our pain comes from either what's being said and misunderstood or what's not being said at all. Mm-hmm. So I know that you just had a recent experience just with the clarity of communication. Would you share just some of that for us? Yeah, yeah. Um, as with many families, you know, there's that's where a lot of tension is, right? Like work tension, you can leave it at the door. Business tension, yes. you're like, well, I can fix it. Family, like, you, you, you're stuck with them in some regards <laughs> and, and uh, we're all pretty different. Um, and we as a family are dealing with my uh, father-in-law's Alzheimer's. Mm. And he was a patriarch of the family. He's mm. um, you know, the quintessential football coach, the guy who's in charge, the guy who tells you where to go, what time to be there, show up 20 minutes early, just like no one really ever had a voice and suddenly he's lost his. Wow. And uh, so it's created a it's created a grieving process while he's still alive and with us. He's at I think stage four or five. So he's aware also that he has Alzheimer's and because it's changed his personality and it's and therefore it's changed the dynamic of the family. And this is a family where we didn't communicate. We just did what coach said. Mm. And now coach isn't able to tell everyone what to do. So the advice that we have, and we just sat down. People, the family's been dreading this conversation for months. Um, and uh, I'm pushy and I, I like figuring these kinds of things out. And I just said, you know, if, if we realize we don't have to rush, but we do have to come up with a plan and we all need to sit down and figure out like what we're doing and how we can make everyone's, everyone's quality of life better. Mm. And um, so I think the number, regardless if you're dealing with a situation like that, or maybe it's a coworker who you need them to step up, or maybe even it's a friend who you you really want to just shake them and say, why are you making me do all the work? I would say start by, first of all, start by thinking of love, like thinking lovingly toward that person. Because when we think with love, we act with love. Mm-hmm. And then we feel love and love can will amazing things to happen. If we think that we need to be right, if we think with pain, like you hurt me, then you act with pain and you hurt people. It just, 
it's just how it works. And it seems so obvious. Mm-hmm. And it's also difficult to say, think with love when you're resentful or hurting or angry or feel yeah. righteous. Yeah. But if you can do that and imagine, imagine, I always say, imagine that you are that person. You can put yourself in their shoes. And I want you to just like play the part. Like imagine that you are them right now. You're playing the role of that individual. And your monologue or your script that you're reading is how they're describing the situation from their point of view, which is mm. very, di- very different from yours. And you might not even think that's reality. But if you can do that, you understand where they are and you can have love in your heart or empathy, at least for them. Mm-hmm. And then the next step is to say, what's my goal? If your goal is to be right, go back to the drawing board and start over. Just truly, what is your goal? And, and we, as the siblings all sat down and said, our goal is that each of them live a happier, healthier life mm-hmm. and that we can improve the quality of their life. It's not to say who's right or wrong. It's not, it's, it's not to talk about the past. It's how do we improve their quality of life? Mm-hmm. And then the next step is to say, all right, what, does, what would make this person feel loved and warm and appreciated and recognized and heard even though I want to pinch their head off, even though I'm right and they're wrong, even though I'm an angel and they are devil spawn? Like how <laughs> I make them feel that? Because people don't do anything when they feel pointed at, yeah. attacked, criticized. So it's like, if you want to reach your goal, then behave in such a way that you're likely to get people to cooperate. Mm. It's really kind of that simple. Not easy, but it is It is that simple, that basic. Mm. How about when it's flipped on you? And let's say this example that's never happened to me before. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and I have, believe me, I've been on both sides for sure. But what about, and and I get this all the time from people, you know, especially just coming off the holidays and going home for the holidays and asking people, how were your holidays? They're like, they were great. And also, you know, you go see the family, you spend a lot of time with with them. A lot of things are said. What what do you do when a lot of things are coming at you that you, you know, they just immediately trigger you, immediately enrage you. And sometimes we do get caught acting the way we don't want to act. I know, yeah. I had that happen recently. It's a bummer. But there was a cocktail involved too. <laughs> yeah. I always lose but there's always a cocktail involved when I like lose my Same. control. Same. Damn it. But so it depends on what my goal is, right? Mm-hmm. So I can think about a time when Brett and I were really struggling in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to convince him why it would help our children. Cause I could we were in such a bad place I knew he didn't care if it helped me or not. So I was convincing him that he needed to go to therapy for our children. And I just, I can remember the booth that we were sitting at in this Mexican restaurant. And I tried to like dress up really pretty and be really nice to him to like soften his heart and Mm. talk about how this would help the kids. And I just remember he was like, he just looked at me. He's like, well, I hope you're ready to find out that you're the problem. Mm. And I just remember thinking, what is your goal? What is your goal? What is your goal? Because trust me, I had a nice long laundry list of all the reasons why I was perfect wife. And Mm -hmm. he was so freaking lucky and he should be on his knees in that restaurant. Mm -hmm. But I just was like, what's the goal? What's the goal? What's the goal? The goal is to get him healthy. Mm -hmm. The goal is to see if I can't help him be a better father. Mm -hmm. And so I just owned it. I was like, I know, I know. Let's, Let's talk about some of the things I need to change. And I remember like making that list. We've joked about it since. Um, uh, Cause at the time he had a uh, 
pretty serious gambling addiction that yeah. I was unaware of. And um, which was revealed that, you know, the, all of those things have been resolved in, in therapy. Mm-hmm. But at the time I, I made that list because I kept thinking about my goal and my kids were a strong enough why that I had the ability to remove myself from it and just wow. know he was attacking yeah. me because he feels attacked. Mm. Um, but again, I, I don't always do that. I, you know, recently blurted out what I was thinking and doesn't, it just doesn't help the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not perfect, but the more that we can just go, okay, let's, I'm a hostage negotiator. I'm a hostage negotiator. And I, my, me being right, isn't going to make this happen. I have to make this person feel like I see them and I hear them. And so a lot of times it means helping them to understand that you heard what they said. Mm-hmm. And that specifically, that means do not, especially when you know that someone's being unreasonable and unrational, mm-hmm. irrational and accusatory, like pointing fingers at you, nod, smile, if it's appropriate, affirm what they've said in their words. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not, you don't have to say, I agree, but you can say, if I hear you correctly and I want to make sure I understand this, you think that I, I don't take care of the kids in the morning as much as you do. And if, if I'm hearing what you're saying, you feel hurt by me. Like mm. you want to repeat what they said to help them hear and understand that you understood yeah. what they're saying. Because most of us just want to be heard. And our natural go-to, like again, on the cocktail night is to interrupt, make your case and assume that they're going to be like, oh, okay, you're right. <laughs> and which has never happened. You know, that's our natural, that's our natural go-to because I think that's how we learned how to fight when we were kids. Oh, yeah. I learned a lot of good stuff. Um, <laughs> but then you learn, you learn that when you get married for a long period of time, you're like, oh, I didn't really realize that that's the fighting style that I had learned. That's not getting anywhere. Yes. I had a sister. We pulled hair and scratched and that just doesn't work well <laughs> in a marriage. No, I, I had that shirt. That is my shirt. <laughs> that is my shirt. Take it off right now, mom. It doesn't work with husband. I will never forget one of those times with my sister. Like it was that point where you're just like, whoa, we like, this is, this was like getting borderline dangerous. And both of us were like, this isn't working anymore. Like two teenagers being like, to come to the conclusion of this really hurts. We need to stop. Like this Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. And we're both Michigan girls. Those Michigan girls, we know how to fight y'all. Man, you, uh, Michigan. Don't step up. No, it's the truth. Um, Okay. So, let's take the same idea and bring it into your business. Because mm. let me tell you, like you can, you can think you're, you're challenged in family and friends, which it, it really is. That's some of the most challenging stuff. But then mm-hmm. there are those moments that just you, you know that you're not going to get by and you're not going to be able to build your business if you don't really, really understand the art of communication. Because that's where you do have to deliver messages. You have to figure out how to deliver messages to your team in a way of maybe something totally failed, but also having to like step back and see where it started with you or your expectation or your lack of communication. Okay. Help me. Yeah. No, that, that that you just took the words right out of my mouth. I was thinking that the first step, especially when you're the owner, when you're the CEO, when you're the boss or when you're the manager, right? Mm -hmm. You have, you ultimately responsibility falls on your shoulders, even mm-hmm. though you've hired people to do what they're supposed to do and you were paying them really, really well to do what they're supposed to do. When they don't do that, my first inclination is to, again, say like, okay, it's pretty obvious. Here's what you're supposed to do and you didn't do it. But I always try to like take a deep breath, 
and calm down, vent about it to whoever, vent about it, and then go, all right, so why did this happen? What, how was my role in some way? Did it allow it to happen? Did it permit it to happen? Did it miss that it was going to happen? Did I miscommunicate? Did I, where, what's my role? Um, and we recently had like this really ugly conversation in our uh, office as a team. And, you know, Brett and I were just like building up so much resentment and anger towards uh, our team members. And because we run the business together, sometimes that can be really unhealthy because yeah. we can spiral together and there's nobody to give us to be a check and a balance to say, well, you know what, actually. Yeah. And I we're just that. like, yeah, I know. Can you believe it? <laughs> no, I can't. The people <laughs> power this all night. <laughs> yeah. And then we were like, okay. And then it, literally I was like, okay, we need to talk to our staff about it. And I just started thinking like, we're, we're going to do that. We're going to sit down and tell them how we're right and they're wrong or that we're uh. great and they're not. Like that doesn't make any sense. What is our role? And we did that. We sat down with a piece of paper and a pen and just like really was like, okay, if if they were allowed to just sit at a table and come bitch and complain about Shalene and Brett, what were all the things they would probably say? And I wrote them all down. I'm like, wow, that's a, that's a lot of things. They have a lot to complain <laughs> about. We've been, we got to get our act together. And if I think if we step up and explain how we've missed the mark, how we've fallen into some bad habits and that we're going to make every possible concession to improve those things that then we become true leaders and talk to them about where we've missed the mark and how we plan to improve and how we expect everyone on the team. We owe that to each other and kind of start there before having the secondary conversations, which might need to be specifically with like one or two people. I think too often we address a group yeah, when really we're uncomfortable about having a conversation with one or two. Yeah. And then we do this, right? Like, you know, you, instead of like talking to the one parent who's driving you bonkers, you sit down. I don't know. I've done this and sat down with both of my parents because sometimes it's easier. You don't feel like it's, it's going to soften the blow because you can say, well, one of the things I noticed about us instead of about you, you know, mm-hmm. and just always start with yourself. I think that's the, the rule of thumb is to start with you. Yeah. It, just thinking about how I've definitely done that. And when I actually have someone who, is like thriving and doing an amazing job. And I'm like, wow, they didn't actually need to be a part of that conversation. You know? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. being really You think clear. that they know that. Yeah. But you you assume like, oh, that person knows that I'm not talking to them. Right. And then they don't. While they're digging in their files of like, what did I do wrong? What's going on? Oh my God. <laughs> they're on ZipRecruiter posting oh their resume. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so this podcast sponsored by ZipRecruiter. <laughs> So communication. Go to ZipRecruiter.com forward slash Lori. And now, now I need, now I need them to sponsor this. I'm going to be like, did you hear this? Did Shalene do this app? Hey guys, this is the perfect spot to take a break because I have to tell you some exciting news. Our famous Fast Foundations Mastermind is open again for enrollment. This is a mastermind that my husband, Chris Harder, and I put on for entry-level early-stage entrepreneurs. And this is the only way to be able to work with Chris and I together in a room in person. I can promise you that this is literally one of the best masterminds out there for half the price. But I want you to listen in to some of these transformations that have Happen when you are in the room. And you guys know if you listen to this podcast that I always tell you, just show up for yourself and get your butt in the room. So listen into these. My name is Jessica Heady Gandolfi. 
Fast Foundations gave me the tools, the clarity and the confidence I needed to take my business to the next level, doubling my income in the first two weeks back in practice. Hi, my name is Monica Linda and Fast Foundations not only changed my mindset, my bank account, but also it was a game changer in the people that I connected with. But the power, the true power was in all of the relationships built and the collective knowledge of the other mastermind participants. That ROI will last a lifetime and it's priceless. Okay, so here's the deal. All of those breakthroughs that you just heard, none of those people felt ready to be in that room. And I know you're sitting here thinking, I'm not even sure if I'm there yet. But let me tell you, if you make less than $499,000 a year, we want to lock arms with you to make your business explode and make you feel confident in all of the areas that you don't yet feel confident in. And I will tell you, as an entrepreneur, you never feel ready. You never, ever feel ready. It's all about taking that leap and showing up for yourself. So over the next five and a half months, we want to lock arms with you and spots are super limited. So go over to fastfoundations.com right now because we want to work with you. We want you in this room. And as you can hear from the transformation, it is your turn now to have that same experience. So let's get back to the interview. So... Communication in terms of speaking to your audience. Um, Just really being clear with even who is your person? um, What do you stand for? What don't you stand for? I think a lot of us, myself included, are afraid to get so clear because we can feel like we're sometimes either leaving people behind or we're going to offend people. In my case, I'm always like, what if I offend this person or that Mm. person? Mm. So the importance of communication when attracting your people to you. That's interesting. Because I've had kind of an evolution there. I think I started my career, at least this online career, in um, kind of more like as I am. I think I've evolved and I've softened. And I I realized like I've got really, really thick skin. I, Mm. I look for criticism. I look for you to tell me what I need to improve. I am I like growth. I can handle negative feedback. I, I I look for it. I'll ask for it, but most people are not that way because they've received it all their life mm. and they've tried to escape it. And I didn't. Like my parents are knock on. I mean, luck, whatever. They were just like to a fault, really positive and encouraging and great communicators. And so I didn't have as much empathy for people mm. who couldn't receive a message as bluntly as I like to often deliver it. And I had a mentor who I got off the stage once and he like the moment I got... And I hate it when people give me feedback right when I get off the stage. You're yeah. put on amazing events. You're a public speaker. Your brain is mush. You couldn't even tell... You couldn't even ask me what my middle name is. And I'd be like, I don't know. Yes, it's totally. something. But he, I walked off the stage and he um, said, before I forget, I want to tell you this. Um, your sarcasm, your sense of humor and your direct style sometimes feels very arrogant. Hmm. And I think you scare or shame people that they aren't doing the things that seem so obvious to you. And yeah. I was like, Ooh. wow. Uh, and you're and so raw asked, when you get off stage. Yeah. Your heart is so open. Yeah. Right. And so I didn't want to hear it. And I was like, yeah. oh, thank you. And walked away. And But then later I realized like, I didn't really know where I was doing that or how. Mm. And so I asked him if he could remember any examples and um, so that I could you know, just think about them. 
I didn't want to admit that it was true. I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, then it made me realize there was language that I used and mm-hmm. <laughs> eye rolling and, and facial expressions <laughs> and just like, I know I was trying to, I was just trying to be funny, but I yeah. could see how it could feel very condescending. And so that has softened me to realize like, okay, I want my audience to receive the message. I want them to fe- to actually hear the message. Because, you know, we... There's things that sometimes we've said it a million times to our family members and then suddenly they go out to lunch with someone or they've, they've read a book and they're like, hey, do you know that you could do something called intermittent fasting? And you're like, ugh. You know, because people have to be in the right state yeah. to receive a message. And so for me, it was remembering, gosh, if I, if I want to be a better speaker, I have to get my audience to receive the message and mm. I need them to feel love and accepted. And and, uh, I certainly don't need them to feel ashamed or like I'm better than them or I'm being obnoxiously um, arrogant about the message. Mm, That is so good. Yeah. Searching for feedback. I I was one of those people who got so much feedback when I was younger that now like as my career changed and getting out there and speaking, it's like in the beginning, I didn't I was so afraid of feedback. Like I would just, Mm. it's almost like I would reject it or it would almost paralyze me to not want to do it because the thought of feedback felt paralyzing. And now I'm finally to a place where I'm like, okay, I also know how to support myself around feedback. Like I'm not like after an event, I'm not going to go two days later to read all of the comments. Like I have... I wait a couple of weeks. I like really get in the right frame of mind for it. I have my team kind of weed through what's for me, what it doesn't mm-hmm. even, you know, mm-hmm. matter for me, things like that. So supporting yourself around that feedback or like you have, you know, said you had a beautiful mentor who, yeah, maybe it wasn't the right time, but <laughs> but having those people that you can that you can go to. So what would be a suggestion for you for people who are like, oh man, I think I've been avoiding feedback, but I would like to start getting some of it. Yeah. To think of yourself, not that any feedback is a statement about your character or who you are. Mm. Think of yourself as a product, Mm -hmm. right? And you want to improve the product. Mm. And so uh, it's not the essence of me. It's it's me as the package. Mm. And that really helped me a lot, especially doing fitness and doing writing books and podcasts. Like I used to really be destroyed when I would read negative things because there's nothing I could do to redo it. Like it's out there in the universe. And then I realized like, okay, well, first of all, I I don't like the way that feels because I can't correct it. It's done. Um, So the only time I will look at, for example, I didn't read any reviews about my book Push until I was ready to sit down and write one through one method. Mm. And um, and I won't read any of the reviews. I I read like the first week of reviews because you know, those are all going to be positive, right? Mm -hmm. Those are your like, True those fans. are your people, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those are your lifers. And then after that, I haven't looked at, I haven't looked at a review since then. Holy Bible! And I won't until I go to maybe write another book because I can't change it now. You mm-hmm. know, maybe if, I, if there's a rewrite, I might. But if if there's some, if there's nothing I can do with it, then it's either going to make me feel um, better than I should or worse than I should. Mm-hmm. And I I know that I did my best, and I don't need to worry about what other people think of it, especially if there's no opportunity for me in the moment to to change it or improve it. I also think that it's really important for people to remember that, you know, that voice in your head is often the voice of of a parent, you know, mm. or an early caregiver. And, you know, to be to be aware of those things that 
you're giving, you're continuing to give them control over your life, your destiny, your greatness, because you're allowing their voice to echo in your head and to, to stop you from doing these things because their feedback is still on a loop. Yeah. So it's really totally. difficult to, you know, hear things that will actually constructively grow you because you're so afraid that the criticism is going to be as harsh and as painful as that which we heard from the people who loved us the most mm. or were supposed to. Have you ever gotten feedback from somebody close to you that you didn't, that wasn't, that you knew wasn't actually feedback that you needed? Like you were going to reject it because it wasn't actually in alignment with what you were meant to do. Yeah, I get that. Sure. Uh, From time to time, sometimes about career, a lot of times about career stuff, Um, which is why I don't put myself in environments where I know people aren't in alignment with where I am with my career and Mm -hmm. how I prioritize that below family. Um, mm. And and also uh, the words that guide my life. I, my life is centered around the word peace. Mm. Right. And, and now this is going to come across the wrong way to some people, but in order for me to have peace, I need to feel connection to the people that matter the most to me. Mm. And when my life feels out of balance or the opposite of peace, chaos, uh, it's usually because of, it's not because of like, things in my house, it's like relationships. Mm. So then therefore, it's incumbent upon me to be very selective and to not try to connect with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hard in today's social media day and age where you know everyone wants to introduce you to everyone. And so I really resist those things. I resist networking opportunities. I resist, um, hey, I should introduce you to so-and-so. I, I say, thank you. And, then, and I purposely don't follow up because I want peace. And if I have time to introduce five new people, this is the truth. If I have time to get to know on a deeper level, five new people, the fact of the matter is that's that much less time for the people who've already been there for me, Mm -hmm. who I already love, who I already am not giving them enough. And they're already proven to be all the things that I need and love in my life. So Mm -hmm. by like, I think there's these people who just collect connections. Uh-huh. And maybe they're doing it for their work or whatever, but I just, I really resist that idea. Uh-huh. I think I will put that person in my life. I'm not going to seek it. Uh-huh. I, I actually from afar spot different people who are in, who are kind of mentors for me on different ways that they balance their life. And you've actually been a huge mentor of that for me because I don't, it's so funny. Of course, this is how life goes. I write a book about tribe uh-huh. and it's about me connecting deeper with just a few people, yeah. but it made everybody want to connect with me like at a deep level. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh my God, Too much. it was probably the hardest thing uh, last year was finishing out like a lot of these obligations that I said yes to mm. connecting and all these different, you know, things with women. And it was amazing, but I've never felt so not myself and I didn't get to hang out with my friends and, you know, I, it was at, at the expense of time with my family. And towards the end of last year, it was like my, I was finishing up my year of yes from 2018 that trickled all the way through 2019. But through wow. 2019, I had said no the whole year. And now this year, it's very like, very the year clear. Of maybe. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's the year of maybe. And truly it's, um, but it's women like you and, and quite a few other people that I'm, I'm kind of watching do the same, who's giving me permission to actually feel the close supportive relationships and go deeper with my family and go, 
go to the places that I really need because I don't do well when I'm over committed at all. So girl, me and you both. I I have personal and I have to have those personal policies in place because when I'm in and a really kind of up, I can take on more mood. I say yes to things that just don't match my my true energy level. Like by energy, I mean emotional energy, right? Mm -hmm. And so like we've always had a, a personal policy that we did one event, one thing. Mm-hmm. Per month, just one, uh, and then once the kids were out of the house, we changed it to two. Mm-hmm. And you know that's taking some getting used to for me because, like, oh, maybe it should be two, but not back to back weekends because mm-hmm. I need that opportunity to rebuild my emotional fuel tank. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing that's difficult, Lori, is the more and this happens in social media, and when you are someone like yourself who's known, you've got you know, a tribe of people who who listen and believe and and look to you for direction and listen to your podcast and read your books and come to your seminars and coaching clients and all of these things. Um, the more people who look to you, who... And so this is like the catch-22, right? The, mm-hmm. the more people who you are able to influence, here's the truth, the more people you'll disappoint. Mm-hmm. And that is hard. You just... It's just the law of averages. The more people who look to you and need you, the more people you will be disappointing. Just mm-hmm. how it is. And that's that's difficult. It's a tough pill to swallow. And so I tried to set myself up where I'm not... I don't have that many people who are like dependent upon me. Of course, yeah. I serve my audience. But like on that really deep level, like I don't do personal coaching anymore. We did that for mm-hmm. many years. I don't do that. Don't do group coaching anymore because it. W- I, I don't like... I hate feeling... Like I've disappointed people, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I this is also my year of acceptance, Jolene. Like this is my year of like accepting what doesn't feel good, knowing that if the faster I can accept it, I can also give myself like then you can thrive when you're on your podcast or at your events or you know in setting up that expectation. Like talking about communication. Oh my gosh, this is our year of making what do you sure. Mean? Can you answer for me? Because I'm not clear. What do you mean by it's your year of acceptance? Like you just have to accept it and get on with it. It is what it is. Move on. Like I realized that even last year, I was afraid of, you know, I think I was stopping myself from growing because of the fear of that, like knowing that I could disappoint a lot of people. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think by acceptance, I mean like accepting what, what, how things are that this is just how they are and you can't mm-hmm. change them and, and yeah. making peace with that. I so see. for me, yeah, it's it a lot of making peace with, peace with decisions that I know aren't necessarily the way that you want them to be. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I understand that concept now. I, I guess that's how I feel about the fact that I am an introvert, right? Like mm-hmm. I have to, I, I, instead of trying to fight that all the time and then which, in which case I feel inauthentic, I just have to recognize what type of introvert I am and mm-hmm. how I can show up to be my best. Mm-hmm. I just feel that on... We'll, we'll just drop in around that some other time. But I just... So my husband, he, he can be introverted, but he can also be so extroverted. So mm. for him, um, especially when you're building different businesses, it's like, I'll say no to so many things. And sometimes he'll come back to me and be like, Lori, these are like, you know, these networking events or whatever they are, it's like, these are so important for our business. And Mm. I'm like, but Chris, I feel like I'm 
dying right now <laughs> on the inside. And he just, he doesn't totally get that. Oh, uh-huh. And he's getting it, but I have to also let it be okay that he doesn't get that and yeah. just have to take a stand for myself and be yeah. like, not going. I know you're mad at me right now yeah. and that's yeah. okay because yeah. you don't get what's happening inside here. So right, go. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then right, we'll right. meet tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm an outgoing introvert. So it can yes. be very confusing to people. Same. Super yeah. same. Yeah. I am in the middle of that party and I'm like, the roof, the roof, <laughs> the roof is on fire. And then everyone turns their back and I slip out of the room <laughs> and into my car. And I'm like, oh my God, did anyone see me? Oh, good. I don't have to think about anybody. And, yes. now I'm in, and now I'm in my, you know, in my bedroom, in my bed with a messy bun. And oh, thank God, it's only 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teaching Chris the art of like the really like um like loving ghosting out of a party. Like, okay, oh, we yeah. kind of said yes, we kind of said hello to everyone and our oh, our girl. niceties and everyone wanted to. And now it's time to go. He's like, but I have to say goodbye. I'm like, you say goodbye to that guy across the room. You're adding another hour to our night right now. <laughs> a thousand percent. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you so get it. So communication. Let's pull this a little bit further. One <laughs> one step further. Let's say. What, what is something that you are, is there anything in your life that you are having trouble communicating right now or that you're working through that you could feel like next level communication could really free you or help you with something? Mm-hmm. I think it, it, it stems for, or always t- goes back to uh, the workplace for me because mm. those are people who I don't spend my free time, weekend time with that. So I intentionally... Um, want to get to know what motivates them, but each one of them has a different style, yeah, and and a different motivator and a different why and and, and a, a different background and and a different childhood and a different voice in their head and and not knowing all these things sometimes makes it challenging to know like okay, I've used this approach with that person, but it's mm. not going to work with this one, and so I'm I'm always challenged in that regard because mm-hmm. I, my goal is to bring out the best in them, mm-hmm. you know. Another challenging thing that's happened for us this year a lot <laughs> is um, we teach people how to start their own online business and how to have freedom. Yeah. And, you know, we, this really becomes central to my messaging whenever we're launching our, we've got a program called the Marketing Impact Academy. And, and I'm amazing. really just trying mm-hmm. to reach out to people and help them understand like, you don't have to see yourself as an entrepreneur or a business owner, but right now in this day and age, there's opportunities for you to make extra streams of income online. And I want to show you how to do that. I want you to have this freedom. Mm-hmm. And every year when we do that, one or two of my top people will sit down and say, I know you want this for me. And when you, and I was sitting behind the camera recording you today, Shaleen, sharing that message, like you, you got to me and I think you're right. Mm. I think I think I need to turn in my letter of resignation. I'm like, no, I want it for everybody else, not you guys. I wasn't talking to you. Yeah. Don't listen to me. <laughs> no, you want a job. <laughs> you don't want you lie. You don't want freedom. So that that's hard because I, you know, I have to go like, of course I want this for you in another lifetime, you know? Mm-hmm. But so that's, that's challenging because I've got just like these awesome people. And if I truly mean what I'm saying, I mean it for them too, which means, like I said to Brad, I'm like, you know, we just have to remember our very best people will, just like your children, someday they don't need you and you've, yeah. you've, done, you've done good work and they'll be loyal and good friends forever. Mm. So feel that. <laughs> I just, it's like you, you teach and you share and you know that if you're doing it well, they're, 
you're going to have that, except it never makes it easier when you have it. Oh, God. Can I tell you a thing, another thing that I really struggle with? Yeah. I'd love your advice. I have a really, really hard time with people who are stuck in victimhood. I, mm. I just have such a hard time finding love to speak in love and to act in love when I've done that. And there's still, but me and, uh, and, 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 but this happened to me and this person hurt me and this person and no, I don't have anyone in my life. And I just, but then, and then you made me cry. And the, the, the hurt people who like mm-hmm. live to be hurt. Yeah. Um, I, that, that one, Lori, I, and I'd still struggle with, I still, I feel this like, like it's weird. I get this like bubbling of, oh, I just realized where it came from. Mm, tell me. I just realized why it bugs me so much. Yeah, and I'll tell you. Uh, I know why it bugs me so much. I just thought about it. It's because I had a family member who I felt responsible for fix, like fixing that for them. And so now I have like zero... I Like if I meet a woman who's that kind of a woman, you, I, like, I need to back away because I just... I'm not... I'm repelled by it. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me, like maybe in the workforce or you know, in, in other environments where I start to see those personality traits. And that's obviously someone who's been hurt, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm trying to find more love and patience mm-hmm. in those conversations. I wish I had advice for you around it because I actually am... I very That's one of my big triggers too, but I, I mm-hmm. know exactly why. Um, Is your why similar? It's somewhat similar. So I'll tell you mine because it's interesting that it mm-hmm. took the same spin, but it's a little bit different. So the way that I was the way that I was raised, a lot of my family is that in that victim mode, and they somehow have like not noticed any of the hard work or the zero weekends for eight years or the all of the things. But it's really like I've literally had people say to me, I don't know how you got so lucky. Like or I don't know how you are the only thin one in the family. And I'm like, did you? Oh, ah, ah, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. for me, it's it's triggering because it also makes me... I, I mean, if I'm being brutally honest, it makes me be like, nobody sees me. Nobody saw the hard work. Mm. Nobody saw the loneliness. Nobody saw those times when it, it's, it would have been so much easier for me to go back and drink and eat and sit in that circle, it would have been easier for me to sit in that pain with you guys. Yeah. To, like I had to leave my family for three years and not talk to them at all in order for mm. me to find who I was, like figure that out. Wow. Um, so that is a huge trigger for me. Can uh-huh. I ask when you did that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you make an announcement or what was it just a gradual? Um, well, I moved out right when I was 18 and my, you know, they didn't understand why mm-hmm. I was moving out because I couldn't, I couldn't tell them at the time. There was a lot of religious sure. things involved as well. Um, and then I, you know, would I have done it different? I don't know if it would have worked, but I just stopped. I stopped answering their calls, mm-hmm. which was horrible. Mm-hmm. It was horrendous. So I really, mm-hmm. I actually cut off communication. And it was it horrendous was really, or was it what you needed to do to survive? It's what I needed to do. Okay. So mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was hard, but needed to be done. Yeah. You. Yep. Totally. Yeah. But yeah. Fascinating. So, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you for opening that up. I was literally like, and I have nothing for you besides like, just really it's all it makes me do is just, I guess, dig into love more because I can yeah. go to a really, you know, if I was alone with someone I could really chat with, it, it just would, would it feel good for a minute of like, ah, I don't, wh- yeah. why don't they do this and that? And then yeah. it just brings you to a place of like, you know, this yeah. ugly 
kind of feeling that doesn't get you anywhere. And that's so true. But what it did do is it helps me remove... It, I remove myself. Just like you just said, like you have to stay away from those people. I actually can spot when I... No matter what I do, I can't help them. And the old me would have tried to feel valuable by trying to save them or add value. And that would have made me feel good. But then I now recognize that when they're in that mode, it's only going to exhaust you because they're not going to do any of the things that you say. So use my energy on people who are ready to move, to work, to go and do the things. This is so rude because it's your podcast, but I just can't help it because I'm a know-it-all. Can I ask you, because it's really about me too, how, (laughs) how has that impacted the way you look at or respond to developing friendships where you start to see some of that? Oh, that's... I mean, this is interesting um, because I tend to pull away quickly and I wonder if I should or stay. So it can be... I, I'm I'm in that challenge... Not challenging. I'm in that place of if I see that, it's not for me right now. Yeah. I I won't sit with it because yeah. I'm going to need somebody who is going to be willing to find a solution. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's not that I won't sit with you in pain if you're feeling a certain way, but if, if there's not... If I can tell a person doesn't have a solution-based attitude around problems in their life, yeah. I'm not going to be able... I, I won't be able to help you. So yeah. it's not going to be this one thing either. It's going to be... It's going to start showing up in everything. Yep. yep. Yeah. Awesome. Same. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for this therapy session today, Shaleen. This has been fun. great. And um, really, I just want to say thank you because um, I, you know, you put so much amazing info out in the world. And the more that I uh, get to know people who know you, you've made such a massive impact. Wow. Like just, that's... just how you live, how you show up in your, um, your programs. Like, so amazing. <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. It's really sweet to hear. I, I suppose I should get out more to maybe hear those things. Just kidding. I'll just tell you. Just tell you. <laughs> That's really nice. So I really do appreciate that so much. Yeah. I'm just honored to have you on here and honored to know you in life. So um, I really was so freaking excited when I heard that you were going to be at Angie Lee's event. And I was like, oh my God, I yes, know. I get to watch her speak. And truly, you are pure fire on stage. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. It was so much fun. So something that I do with You were the nicest person. You can- yeah. Exactly. I'll tell you what you do. You run <laughs> over and you tell them specifically. Like not just you were great, you killed it, which anyone can say. And you always wonder like, were they really watching? Like you just gave me specifics. And the moment I came off the stage and you you need that. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know it takes a lot of confidence and people who go on stage and speak, they look like they just have it all. But the second you get off that stage, you can't remember what you said. It's like a haze. You're in a blackout. You hope you killed it. You just don't know. And Mm -hmm. and so to have that like immediate... I come off the stage and immediately hear such kind, specific words of praise from you mm. was just... I went home to my... I actually called my husband. I'm like, you're not going to believe what Lori Harder just did. You're <laughs> the kind of girl you always have to say the first and last name. Lori Harder just came over <laughs> to me and just... I was so touched by it. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm going to tell you one more thing that I put in my back pocket from you. Something I do from amazing speakers when I see someone who just hits my soul that I know you're shifting everyone in the room. I'm like, what... What for me was something really beautiful and something that I can learn and also took with me. And I, I totally took it with me and did and used it yesterday. Um, so thank you. I, you hang, you marinate in your point and you do it in such mm. a fun way. Like whether it's like a bounce or a move or a look <laughs> and you let people get it. 
You love it. Awesome. it. And you're so comfortable in the pause and it, which is kind of unusual for a lot of high energy to also be so comfortable in the pause. So I just hung hmm. yesterday on some of my points and just felt yeah. very... That's awesome. It silly. also gives those, gives those people in the audience who are note takers yeah. slash money makers, it gives them a chance to <laughs> catch up. It's so true. So anyway, you're making a huge impact in so many different ways. And I just want to thank you today for coming on the show. And I know that this is going to touch so many different people because I do think communication is is one of our biggest hangups. So if we can find some freedom and ways of doing that, you gave so many tangible examples. So thank you for that. That's awesome. Thank you, Lori. Thank you Mm -hmm. so much for having me. And you guys go follow Shaleen. Shaleen, where should we find you? Where should we follow you? What's exciting right now? What do you have out in the world? Um, TikTok's fun. Uh, I, <laughs> it is fun. I've been watching you dance. Oh, Lord. Shaleen Official on TikTok. Um, podcasts. You know, you, we're talking to people who are like, they, they get it. They want growth. And I'm obsessed with those kind of people. So I think they would like the Shaleen Show, mm-hmm. uh, which is my podcast show. And I'm Shaleen Johnson on Instagram. And I'm just excited to go uh, hit slopes with you. Yes. My oh love. my God. I, can't wait. I cannot wait. It's like my favorite yes. thing to do. So Let's go do it. All right, mama. All right. I will talk to you soon. And you guys, if you loved this episode, make sure you share it right now with your friends for real. Text it to a friend who you know is struggling with any communication in their life. And this is going to be a huge game changer. So until next time, earn your happy. Bye-bye everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, Not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a 
paywall too. And you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use and it has a free 14 day trial for you. So you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14 day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Hey all, I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone 
phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com.